Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the Billings Coaching Podcast. We're Greg and Gina Billings. We're passionate about individuals and parents living in freedom by overcoming limiting beliefs or blocks that prevent them from their desired outcomes. Thanks for joining us. We are back. We're live, by the way. Awesome. Wanted to surprise you. You sure did. Oh, well, I do that every once in a while. So I am Greg, and this is my beautiful wife, Gina, Gina. and we're your hosts. Today we're talking about transitionally, transitioning gracefully, part two. Yes, we talked about parents, like the adult side of transitioning in part one. And And now we want to go back in time, right, to transitioning when we were raising our our ones that are now teens to when we were raising them when they were... When they were littles. Itty bitty. And they wore diapers. Littles, yes. Yeah, so I, we've talked about this before where we talk about littles and bigs. We have bigs now that are teens. They were littles. And that, that whole, like, busy hand stage of when kids were so little, like, you could literally, like, just pick them up and move them out of danger. <laughs> um, or, it on. was It was very convenient. Or toss them into a light at Disneyland accidentally. <laughs> You were so happy about your son. Dad, be sure you look out for that type of object at a Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. And now that um, now that our kids are bigger, it's you know we can't just pick them up. Two my two my kids are bigger than me. I definitely cannot pick them up. I can only pick up one of my four kids now. So the verse that we are focusing on for this series is from Joshua one nine. God gave us this verse, and we felt like it was very appropriate for transitioning mm-hmm. in any stage of life so the verse says this is my command be strong and courageous do not be afraid or discouraged for the lord your god is with you wherever you go with littles raising littles it is very busy like you are not imagining it like being on the other side of having little kids and seeing our friends with little kids, you know, we have numerous friends that do have little kids, lots of questions. They have lots and lots of questions and it's amazing and it's fun and wonderful being on the other side and seeing all of that. Mm. Being mom in the middle of that was like, I, I, I can't answer all of your questions all at one time. And it, it felt overwhelming. There was a lot to manage and a lot, a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. And so wanting to be such a good mom, I like answering those questions and watching one kid do something at another kid and preventing them from being in danger. Just the, the, there's so many moving parts with little kids, mm-hmm. especially we had ours um, within six years. So four kids within six years, the number two and number three are twins. So we had them all very close together with two parents, two sets of hands, and four children, four sets of hands. (laughs) They they moved around a lot and did a lot. My encouragement for the overall of transition with kids is keep focus on the big picture. You're going to see like glimpses of that big picture and then come back and bring it back into the here and now and all the questions and all the kids, the kids wanting to do so many different new things and testing it out and trying it out. And they're curious and, you know, some are at a different level than other kids. It's, like I said, it's a lot of moving parts. 
You've always been really good at finding common ground and keeping them occupied with fun activities all the time. Even mm-hmm. now with the new little, with the family we're with, you you find very fun things to do. Thank you. I think that that was a lot of me keeping, keeping focus on that big picture with our own kids, how I wanted them to be as adults. Mm-hmm. Focusing on that part of, okay, they're, they're with, our kids are with us, you know, roughly 18, 20 years when they're adults and they're ready to go out, I really want them to be ready to go out, to be lovers of God, to be independent, put relationship first. That was an important priority for both Greg and myself as parents, for those things to be in place and for our kids to be kind, to allow people to be where they were and also to experience that of being where they were. Mm-hmm. Being comfortable in their own skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And confident. Like, I think that confidence comes through well, in no that. there's no lack of confidence. No. Well, that's... They have a lot of confidence. They do. And I love that. I love it that our kids have that confidence. That was something that I really focused on with my kids. I'm, I'm saying at this point, my kids, because me as mom raising kids, especially having two girls, I remembered my confidence dwindling and diminishing as I got older Really? I did. I don't remember that. At well, least you, from at that point, were, I was with you. I just remember no, this an was extremely confident This was before we woman. before we met. So as that young teenager, young adult, there were scary things out there. And I didn't know how to walk out in life in them. And as I've grown and matured of who I am today, I went in my, my girls and my boys as well. But me being mom and having um, that relationship with my daughters, I really wanted, I saw their confidence when they, as littles, and I wanted to foster that, to encourage them, to allow them to ask questions, to let them know that questions are okay. Mm-hmm. Questions help us understand. Mm-hmm. I also did some research on um Judaism and parenting like the parenting philosophy and anybody please correct me if I'm wrong but what I got (laughs) was they encourage a lot of questions Mm -hmm. they want kids to have an understanding for themselves what it is so I don't know what my kids questionings are or what comes up for them I can tell them I can certainly tell them a lot of things and they could be left still wondering I couldn't possibly I came from that philosophy if I couldn't possibly answer all of their questions you came from that philosophy from that philosophy that whatever answers I had or whatever I was telling them may not necessarily be answering answering all of the questions that they have they may be coming from a place of you know I say one thing and then it takes them off into a tangent into another place mm-hmm. and that's what I embraced I embraced those questions so like driving in the car to, so we started homeschooling eight years ago and driving to places, driving to go see things, driving to go meet friends, driving anywhere. Um, we had some great conversations in the car with the kids. Mm-hmm. We, we used Google a lot. Even that trip up to Washington State, mm-hmm. when we moved up to Washington, the kids were 
very we made a lot of stops and they asked a lot of questions on the way so it was quite educating for all of us definitely and i would ask them questions back mm-hmm. why and are you asking so many questions no not like that <laughs> i'm kidding like that their question would lead into another question mm-hmm. so they've always felt comfortable asking those questions that their curiosity was not to be stomped on or wasn't welcomed so focusing on littles and keeping that bigger picture in mind of how do I want my kids how do we want our kids as parents to be raised Mm -hmm. what kind of adults do we want them to become well that led to that verse it's a good segue into that verse that I found in the Mm-hmm. On line, which was, fathers do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. That's Ephesians 6, 4. I just found that an amazing verse from the Bible in that we are not to provoke our children to anger. That we're supposed Say to, more about that. So mm-hmm. that we're supposed to respect them as children because God really looks at children in a very, very special way. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the Bible, I don't... God wasn't uh, a harsh disciplinarian. Mm-mm. He taught in parables. He taught in with words. He disciplined in words more than... Right. And disciplining, I, I think it's important to distinguish between disciplining and punishment because disciplining is correcting and helping a person see a new way. Where punishment is harsh harsh, and correcting, not necessarily helping them to learn. I, in my years of homeschooling, have shifted from teaching my kids where I can teach them anything. Whether or not they'll learn it is another question. Mm-hmm. So I focus on helping others to learn. Once a person learns how to do something... And in this case, our little kids learn how to do something. Then they're empowered to move that way versus moving the other way, like a wrong way. Like I remember our kids getting a little bit older, still littles, but a little bit older. And they wanted to grab their bowls, their plates and their bowls. And I had everything up high and we had glass dishes Mm -hmm. at the time. So we went and bought plastic dishes they got to pick out their own i put them down low so then they learned they could get their own dish they could get their own cup and they could use that they now had independence they didn't have to ask me every time they wanted a plate or a cup but they could go and get it they had that freedom to go and get it themselves I think it's important also that men understand that discipline doesn't always mean uh, a raised hand or a certain way of, but your voice can come across as very aggressive or frightening Mm -hmm. in some cases. So to really check where you're at prior to entering your home, if you're working full time, or if there's a certain situation going on uh, with you that you take a moment to breathe and get collect yourself so that you don't take it out on your children Mm -hmm. so you can be present with your children we certainly walked through that and appreciated that because the kids when they were little had no idea what kind of a stressful day you had or what you were bringing home and i 
didn't necessarily know everything that you were coming home with that was laying heavy on you. Mm -hmm. So I appreciated that you took that time to clear your head. I know you would sit out in the car when you were working and scream out of the house. No, I wouldn't scream. Whatever you needed to do, <laughs> it, was, it worked, and it brought you home, and it's what we needed as a family to, like, back to that focusing on that bigger picture of you took care of your individual needs, and then when you came in, I was able then to take care of my individual needs as a mom who'd been with the kids, as a stay-at-home mom being with the kids all day you recognize that I needed that reprieve mm -hmm. so that I could come back in and be refreshed and do dinner and bath time and be ready for all those questions <laughs> and all the doing, all the, all the little, all the doing with our hands. Um, you know, little, having little kids is so much doing with our hands. Mm -hmm. um, so that phrase, uh, you've probably heard it, is the days are long and the years are short. Like, I get it. I get it with those with littles the days sometimes they can feel really long but we are here to encourage you like the, in that transition it, and it seems like a continual transition when kids are little moving through that to focus on that bigger picture I think of what we, you're up to yeah and i think when we came up with that saying this is not your parents family mm -hmm. i think it's an important thing to recognize is that and i've said this before there this you know our parents or our grandparents they all none of them really knew what they were doing and there's no book that has been written on how well, I guess there are books that have been written on how to parent but until you're actually in the thick of it you really don't know what you're doing your mm -hmm. parents try to guide you as well as as much as possible and it's all new to the child more than anybody I mean it is new to us as, as the parents but um, and the joy of parenthood is an amazing blessing, but we didn't know really what we were doing. It takes a lot of collaboration with our peers, with our friends, with other people that are raising children. What do you do? How do you do it? I know that we've done it pretty differently than we were parented where we were raised. And um, not that our way is the total right way, but uh, if you'd met meet our kids, it's amazing how, as they've gotten older, how just loving and caring and compassionate and incredible they are yeah and that's as, what as individuals yeah that's what i'm excited to talk about in part three is transitioning with teen with teens because we have poured in and kept that focus of the bigger picture when they were littles and we are seeing the fruits of that labor with them as teens mm -hmm. so we look forward to you joining us for part three reach out if you have any questions um parents of littles god bless you we are we get it I'm going to leave you with a verse real quick okay. into next the next episode. So Proverbs 17, 6. Children's children are a crown to the aged, and parents are the pride of their children. So I'm going to leave you with that. Where's that from? That is Proverbs 17, 6. Yeah, All right. I just thought that was a great verse to lead into our next episode. So we appreciate you guys listening. Like. Share. We love you guys. Blessings. Blessings. Thanks for listening. Join us next Wednesday. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Billings Coaching. Please like, comment, and share. Our website is billingscoaching.com. Thank you again, and have a great day.